officially live here in the sit-down on the Built to Buffalo Network. It is myself, the Buffalo Sauce Guide, at Buffalo Sauce Guide on Twitter. Join here with my co-host, Mafia Montage. How are we doing, Montage? Bills Mafia, Sauce Guide, how you doing? I'm so jacked up for this game, brother. It is also that, and New Year's Eve, of course, Bills Mafia. Oh, so yeah, New just Year's Eve. Hit that Hello. like and share. Get those comments flowing. Get the vibes pumping, Bills Mafia, because we got a killer show ahead of you guys. We've got to talk about this star-studded matchup, Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow. What we've been waiting to see, two of the best teams in the AFC. A lot is at stake montage, including that number one overall seed in the AFC. The Bills are looking to capture that, and we're going to have exactly how they can do that. All that and much more here in the sit-down on the Built in Buffalo Network. This is the sit down presented by Underdog Fantasy. And if you want a promo code for a deposit match up to $100 so you can get in on the DFS and all the pick'em actions, you'll get a deposit match up to $100 with our promo code BIB. Simple BIB. Underdog Fantasy is available in many states, but you must be 18 or older to play. And we here at Build the Buffalo do not encourage or endorse any sort of illegal or underage gambling, you dirty dogs. So, bet and play at your own risk. Now, Montage, I'll tell you what, my brother. I am fired up, of course. We're talking. It is New Year's Eve. It is the Buffalo Bills heading into Cincinnati to take on Joe Burrow in this incredible matchup, right, that is in week 17 of the NFL season. And it's on Monday night, right? But it's got to be Monday night, right? <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, hey, it is New Year's Eve, Montage. And what a great way to start the New Year off with us here in the sit-down. And, of course, here with Built to Buffalo, which is in partnership with Picasso's PLB Sports, Wester, Ticket IQ, and I'll tell you what, much more on the horizons. Give us a follow on Twitter if you haven't done so already. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and even like us on Instagram, too. I heard we've got quite a few pictures over there as well. Bill's content, nonstop, 24-7 here at Build the Buffalo. So, Montage, let's get to it. Guys, yeah, Before we, we get too talk. much into the Bills and the AFC East, though, I just want to say a shout-out, 7-1 Slicks. Appreciate the fresh cut today. Uh, looking a little bit. I think I lost five pounds, all of hair. So, uh, you know, nice t-shirts and uh, and a great barbershop. So uh, if you need a cut out in Lancaster, New York, hit up uh, 7-1 Slicks. 
I love that. Seven one slicks. Real real smooth, real slick move there. But by the way, too Dennis my value, and Josh over there. Real you know, nice guys. I know you were loving the t-shirt. You know, the t-shirt yeah, came, yeah. of course. Courtesy of my mother for Christmas. And if, if you want one of these t-shirts, or you want one of the other t-shirts that we have plenty of merch options available in the Built in Buffalo's merch shop, which there are links for that montage, I'm sure, somewhere, right? Yeah, in the bio on our Facebook page, hit up the T Public page and uh, search Built in Buffalo Shop. So if you guys are just now tuning in, hit that like and share. Get those comments flowing. It is Sauce God. It is Mafia Montage. We are talking about the Buffalo Bills. But before we get into any of that, let's take a look at this AFC East report. Now, now here's the thing, Montage. All three other quarterbacks in the AFC East right now are technically in the news. Mac Jones was fined after a dirty play against Eli Apple. Uh, surprise, surprise. To some say no. And then, of course, we've got two back in concussion protocol. Is that a surprise? As much as I wish it wasn't, it almost at this point seems like it is. Yeah. How about Zach Wilson? There are rumors, Montage, that Zach Wilson may not play for the Jets again. So let's talk first and foremost. If you guys are in the comments, get them comments flowing. Let's see what you guys think about this because we've got to talk about our AFC East rivals, right? Especially in this conference and in this division in which people thought that we might have a chance of losing it, right? Especially yeah. with the Dolphins coming on hot, the Jets looking good, Patriots, whatever. It are woes, right? But here's the thing. Mac Jones, let's start with him. He's fine for a dirty hit on Eli Apple. Now, Montage, first and foremost, um, what, what what is your thoughts on Mac Jones? And, and, you know, how do you feel about this kid being in the news for this kind of thing again? Yeah, well, I hate the guy. I absolutely hate his guts. Um, I think I could probably take him in a fist fight. Oh. And, uh, you know, I don't know. The guy is just a punk. I don't like him. And uh, I don't like the Patriots, so I don't really care. I don't like Eli Apple, though, either. So uh, he deserved kind of... <laughs> What do you got? I mean, he hasn't. It's kind of like a beneficial thing for all of us, right? Yeah, yeah. no, it all works out, and uh, you know, you hate to see it um, from anybody, but uh, like you said, not super surprised that it came from him, and uh, you know, just trying to get that kind of stuff out of a game where uh, you know guys are taking pretty solid hits, uh, play after play, and they don't need the extra stuff. Yeah, here's my thing with Mac Jones. So, um, and and I almost wanted to root for the. Kid I like right you, Jill. Because on, on Christmas montage, I pull, you know, this ridiculous card at my job, which is a Mac Jones card. So at this point, I was kind of trying to give him some leeway, which I didn't want to do at first at all, right? But for the customer. So then he's in the news the next day for this kind of thing again. Now, here's the thing. We all know he's dirty. We've seen it, the twisting of the ankle. He's got that 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 spoiled brat kind of mentality, it looks like, on the field. And this is a guy that was just yelling at his teammates or his his coaches, really saying, let's push the ball down the field. That's this guy, the guy that can't throw the ball down the field, the guy that has been replaced by Bailey Zapp and Patriots fans were more excited to see it first, right? Okay, but how about this too? Mac Jones being in the news for this kind of thing, it's like they said that maybe he's like the Grayson. Who, I forget who said it, but he's the Grayson Allen Grayson. of the NFL. That was such a great comparison. Grayson Allen, great talent, um, played for a great college franchise, had some solid success, comes in the league. And he does these dirty types of things, the, the types of plays that, you know, you know, you never should see on the football field. Right. So I'm disappointed with Mac Jones. Am I surprised by it? Not one bit uh, montage. I'm a little surprised that maybe this type of thing is, is the kind of thing that is promoted in New England. I never really took them for that. Well, I guess with the type of uh, scandalous things that have gone with the, on with that franchise montage, maybe it's no surprise. Just a few. These comments. 
Yeah, Roy is saying, didn't Mac have an incident with a DE last year? Do you know if he had an incident with a defensive end? Yep. I don't. I try not to pay attention to the yep. Patriots as much as possible. Yep. Yes, he did. But, yes, uh, he sure did. He's had multiple incidents. It, it's yeah. it's similar to the Christian Wilkins type of thing for the Miami Dolphins. You know what I mean? Like these kinds of yep. things are reoccurring. And you could say, oh, it's a part of the game. No, it's not a part of the game. When do we see Josh Allen doing that kind of <laughs> stuff, right? It's not a so, part of the game. Yeah, my wife just texted me. She's a Patriots fan, for those that oh, don't boy. know. And she says, even I hate Mac Jones. So, so uh, that uh, kind of goes through. Well, there you have it. Um, uh, even Patriots the Patriots fans, fans don't like him. Your, your next coming of Jesus Christ himself and Tom Brady himself is apparently not the guy. So let's talk about our next one before we move on here a little bit. Of course, we are here in the sit-down live on the Built of Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. It is Sauce Got a Montage. We're discussing the AFC East current news, and we just got done discussing Mac Jones because I'll tell you what, I could spend forever on how much I don't like that kid, but let's go to the next one. Tua, back in yeah. concussion protocol this week. Teddy Bridgewater will start at quarterback. If you ask most true Miami fans, they'll tell you that they're not really exa exactly thrilled going forward with Teddy Bridgewater, right? But Tua's back in concussion protocol again, Montage. First thoughts on that, and um, wh what do you think for, for this Miami situation going forward as well? Yeah, I saw that they concluded that there wasn't any concussion symptoms um, at the time of the hit. And so I'm not sure if it developed with the hit that when they're showing. That, huh? I saw that today. And uh, did you share it with me? I don't remember. No, but, no, okay. I'm just I'm just saying like it, it's just like this is again. Oh, somebody on Facebook, my guy, uh, Nate Rollins uh, from my high school, uh, sent it over to me and said that. Uh, that the NFL PA has concluded that there was like no wrongdoing and, you know, he didn't show symptoms. So there was no need to put him in the protocol at the time of the play. So we'll see. I mean, maybe it's a compounding thing where he took multiple hits and that's the one that was the hardest that they focus on, but you never know. Some the scary thing is with those, you can take a glancing blow potentially and have uh, serious damage caused. So it's just a bad thing to see from human to human perspective. You hate to see it. Um, the guy's got a life to live outside of sports and, uh, you hope he doesn't get hindered by uh, multiple concussions in such a short uh, time period as well. Here's my thing is that I, I think that sometimes some fans get so caught up in that rivalry that we forget exactly that Tua is a human being. And, yeah. and I have a ton of respect for this kid for what he did at Alabama. You know, coming into the national title game down at the half and, and Jalen Hurts being the quarterback back then and then being, you know, replacing Jalen Hurts and winning the national title, I had a ton of respect for the kid back then. I never really cared for the way that Miami has handled his career. And I want to say that right here, Montage. We're going to get a little spicier on New Year's Eve. I honestly have really thought that Tua is, is, is a good enough quarterback for that football team. But I think that Miami's franchise is so dysfunctional from owner down, Montage, that these situations are happening more with Miami than I'm seeing with other teams. I understand there was a couple of other incidents this year with other teams where they shouldn't have continued to play, but we've seen this almost three times now with, with Tua alone. So I look at Miami's franchise, what are you doing over there? I don't see Mike McDaniel as a head coach. I didn't have any respect for the way that he came to Buffalo and the way that he spoke on the sideline and his arrogance. And I have no respect for him for the whole cold. I wish it were colder thing. And it's all coming and it's backfiring on the montage. Two is a great quarterback, but I want him to honestly consider, you know, at this point, concussions this many times in the season. I'm even talking to Mitch Morse right now. These are things that you want to consider retirement for. 
You want to have your health afterwards. Money isn't everything. The NFL isn't yeah. everything. Fame is definitely not everything. So it's just this is the time that you want to consider, hey, is this really something? Because, like I said, this goes back before the concussion stuff too. His rookie season, being thrown in possibly too early with his hip injury, and then being messed with by Brian Flores, being told he wanted to draft Justin Herbert, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in to save the day. Then it's yeah. going to start next week. and It just was a bunch of stuff right from the jump that I just didn't care for, right? So – I hope he's healthy, and I hope he's all right. Of course, uh, Teddy Bridgewater will be the quarterback going forward. So, Montage, I'll tell you, we're going to talk about this one after we get to the Jets, but I wonder about those Dolphins' chances. So, Bills Mafia, I want you in the chat right now if you're watching. Let us know. Do you think the Miami Dolphins, Patriots, or Jets are going to make the playoffs out of the AFC East? Because we've got one more, dis- uh, one more team to discuss. But, Montage, take us through some of these comments. Yeah, Gregory, Gregory Harley excuse me, uh, just says, I don't care if we win by one point. Uh, just obviously want to would love the Bills to make a statement game, but we just need to win. So I, I agree. Um, says Tua had a good Tua is good, has promise, and that he hit his head. Jill says he hit his head three times on the turf in that game and prior to the concussion. So I don't know at what point he got the concussion, like I said uh, before, but uh, just terrible thing to say. So the third and final team is the New York Football Jets with uh, Zach Wilson again uh, going to the bench, and I believe he's just going to be inactive completely, and Flacco will be the backup to Mike White, and uh, hopefully Mike White can um, not get speared out of this world uh, again you because – The man, next time they Matt Milano, is he going to be like, oh, like PTSD? You know what I mean? Right. Like, not even, you know, not even be stupid for real. Um, but So let's talk about that. Mike White is expected to start this week, as we all know. But there are reports that Zach Wilson is potentially done with the Jets. What are your thoughts on that? Is is he definitely seen his last play with the Jets, do you think? I don't know if he's seen his last play. I mean, I guess if they get a nice offer in a trade, they maybe would uh, consider it. But um, but I'm not sure. I mean, it was tough to read Robert Sala when he was saying, you know, hey, your time with the Jets isn't over. And then he went back in. Um so I don't know if he meant like just sit out the rest of the season and then let's go from there. But uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly possible. And especially if someone were to offer the Jets a trade uh, for Zach Wilson, they probably would jump on it. So my thing with Zach Wilson is I definitely think that he might be done with them just because, you know, uh, he hasn't played well at all. And the offense has never got it going with him at all at the quarterback position except for a few moments. He's had some few sparks, right? Yeah. But Mike White comes in, and, and the players in the locker room seem to want to play for Mike White. So when you've lost the locker room, you've kind of lost the ability to be the quarterback, the starting quarterback for this football team. Right. It's just crazy because the Jets have drafted so well, but they used so much draft capital to be, you know, to go and get Zach Wilson in such a high pick last year that if Mike White's your guy going forward, man, it, it it does. It's one of those things that sets you back in a way, right? So this is something I also talked about in in our, our heading into our previous matchup against the Jets that their weakest link was their quarterback position because of right. the 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 inconsistency as well as the question marks that existed. So Zach Wilson, I don't think he's playing for the Jets anymore. Montage. I mean, I definitely think the kid has a chance to play, but I just don't know if in New Jersey is where you want to play. 
And yeah. I don't think that's where he's going to be fit to play because I mean, Hey, with all that being said, it is a big market. It is a big spotlight, but Hey, Mike White's handled it pretty well. And Zach Wilson has been in the news for only the only respect that I think that kid has ever gotten was for all this talk about banging Mills, right? That's about it. So Montage, I think he's definitely seen his last bit of play with the Jets. And I think it's Mike White going forward because, hey, yeah. they moved with him, right? So any more comments before we move on here to discuss our next topic, which is, of course, which one of these three teams, Montage, do you think is going to make the AFC East? And I want to know what people in the comments also think. Yeah, Greg says that uh, Jets could be trouble and that Mike White is effective. Um, where are the spotters? I'm assuming that was for the concussion talk. And then Zach Wilson to Seattle, says Roy. Um, probably not wrong. Geno uh, Smith back to the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rex Ryan comes back. Too. Screw it. I'm sure it'd uh, just be a draft pick that would be required, um, you know, to get him. But I'm sure that maybe maybe you're looking at like a second or a third round pick to, to go and get him. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I honestly don't see anybody getting a first round pick for him. So that's my thing with him. But here's the thing, Montage. I think out of the three teams, the best one to make – potentially make the playoffs here it might honestly be the patriots ah uh, no 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 because i i don't know if we're going to be able to sit our starters in the final week of the season so i yeah. can't say that i think it's going to be the dolphins personally i don't think it's gonna be the jets i think if, if, if we're going to be anybody it's still going to be the dolphins but i just don't know how much noise they're going to make i think now teams have started to figure them out there's too many question marks existing obviously with tua and right now, you don't have that same momentum that you once had in the beginning of the season, right, Montage? Right. You came off that Buffalo win, and that's what I said. I said it back then, and I'm saying it now. These games down the stretch in December, January, that's right there. What is the right. difference between the, the divisional winner and the number one overall seed, right? And that is what I've said that Miami has not had yet. They have not had that experience. They have not had that level of success yet to where they've seen the ability to come down to these situations where you have right. got to win crucial, crucial games. So montage, let's move on. Any other comments before we take on to our next? Oh uh, yeah. Here? I just wanted to say, you know, just that um, I think because of the schedule and because of, um, you know, Miami having the advantage already, I just think they're still going to win um, up in new England this weekend. And I think their defense will be strong enough to help them do that. The Patriots just don't have much on offense either. And so it's not like they're going to get uh, run off the field by any means, in my opinion. Could could be wrong. but And then they play the Jets, and I think they'll have a game. They could have potentially two games in hand at that point, um, but at least a game in hand. So I'm not sure where the tiebreakers would lie if they um, lost. But I think if they have a win, um, that helps them lock up the last spot. I'll have to look at the clinching. Um, scenarios but yeah uh you know i think it's the dolphins and purely like i said just because they already lead um the race right now that's the only reason i'm picking them yeah and i think they definitely still have the offensive playmakers and Jalen waddle and tyree kill and if Tua were to come back and play this season obviously he's played a great year and i would expect that they were going to be probably the second best overall team in the afc east mm -hmm. and it's kind of coming into fruition i know everybody thought you know, I want to remind Miami fans, too, because I do want to say this. It is always just talk, yes, this and that. But here's the thing. You want to be humble. You guys got so caught up in winning against this one time that you guys let that 
cloud you from the fact that your team was, in in my opinion, montage overperforming. Anybody yeah. that expected the Bills to be dethroned just out of nowhere without any sort of actual contention off of one game, that's nuts. These are the guys yeah. that have won for the three straight years. Josh Allen has only had two career losses against them. That's my thing is relax sometimes, guys. Yeah. We blew the doors off the first two teams we played this year, too, in the Rams and Tennessee. And then when going in the Miami game, obviously you have the heat as a factor, taking some guys out and, uh, you know, just a sloppy game, really, and you lose. So um, it's not like we got beat real bad. It was two-point win, right, 21-19. And uh, it just, yeah, blew, blew my mind how people flipped so quickly to saying – anything other than the bills were going to win the division when, you know, the dolphins are three and zero, but the bills are two and one. And we had so many games uh, to go uh, week three, man. It's just crazy. But you know, people are creatures of the now and here, we you know the internet, we have to uh, instantly react to everything. Um, so that's kind of the way it is. I love it. Montage. Of course, if you guys are just now tuning in, you're live here in the sit down on the built of Buffalo networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter it is sauce. God at Buffalo sauce. God on Twitter. Join here with my co-host, my brother, Mon- Mafia Montage at Mafia Montage. We are discussing the AFC East, but we've got to move on to some Bills talk. And, of course, our usual segments. Keep those comments flowing. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, the sit-down is in partnership with Underdog Fantasy with a promo code for a deposit match right now up to 100 hours with that promo code BIB. Book it. Get the action in right now because there's college football on. There's action you don't want to miss while we get ready for that Bills Monday night game and montage Sunday. We got to have something to keep us busy, right? Oh, so, yeah. Hey, later on in the show, we're going to have our underdog fantasy picks of the week. And I'll tell you, montage, I think I'm itching to win. I went one for five in my last two. I'm due, right? There you go. So let's keep it moving. And if you guys are out there in those comments, keep them flying. Keep chatting with us. It is Mafia Montage. It is Buffalo. So here we go. The next segment, one of my favorites, bada bing, bada boom, right? The good things that we've seen around the NFL or the Buffalo Bills this week, or it could be the on this day kind of moment montage. So why don't you go ahead and start us off here first? Because I'll tell you what, I'm going to read a letter to you right after. Yeah, no, I think it's um, just been really good to see the team kind of getting healthy at the right time. Um, just a laundry list of injuries all season long. I think that they had, um, you know, double digit of guys on the injury report almost all year long, it seems like. Um, so you have one guy with a game status even declared and um, everybody else is go. So just uh, really cool to kind of see the team seemingly taking shape, coming together and being able to, um, you know, have a have a full squad for the most part with uh, just Jordan Poyer in question. And I know um, he's a big question, but I I think that he's still going to play. I expect him to still play. I don't think he needs uh, to practice much. I think, you know, he's going off the Milano, um, did not practice, did not practice, limited um, from a couple weeks ago, and Milano still played. So I think we're going to be all right with Poyer playing. And uh, Greg says we need Poyer. I totally agree. Um, Guy's been a blessing all year. It's been the glue of our defense all year. Undefeated when he plays. Undefeated when I go to the game. And both of those things should happen on Monday night. I love it. So, guys, if you're just now tuning in, it is Mafia Montage. It is Buffalo Sauce Guy. We're discussing bada-bing, bada-boom. Some of the best things that we've seen from around the NFL and the Buffalo Bills this week. So let us know in the comments what you guys have also seen around the world this week. Something that was good. Give us some positivity. So, Montage, let me read you a little letter here. 
Bear with me, by the way. Today is December 31st, 2022. Our Buffalo Bills are sitting at 12-3 and and have clinched the AFC East for the third time. We have one goal, Super Bowl, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about the miracle that happened on this day three years ago. I'm sorry, not three years ago. This is actually something I wrote, so I'm I'm recording it. This was actually five years ago, Bills Mafia. I was in Dunkirk, New York at the time, wearing khakis, a Bills beanie, and a Tyrod Taylor jersey. I couldn't get the game on TV at the time, so I was listening to John Murph and Mark Kelso commentate the game. Shout out to them. While I had my ESPN game cast on, which always loves to take its time and freeze and get me in absolute anxiety, we were sitting at 8-7 and seven needing to beat the Dolphins that day and a few other scenarios that were unlikely to happen. In my mind, I thought there wasn't much hope that the 17-year drought would end. But in my heart, I felt anything is possible. I remember the Bills got off to a pretty solid start in their season finale against the Dolphins. And I remember the moment I felt something in the air. And I'm not making this up. The Bills were up 13-0. and On the goal line, Kyle Williams gets the handoff and runs it in for a touchdown, the first of his career. And at that moment, I felt magic. I felt we had a coach that was trying to do the right thing by both his team and the city of Buffalo. That's when I knew that there was something that was going to change, right? Buffalo ended up winning, as you may remember, 22-16. to It got a little scary at the end because the Dolphins started to slowly kind of come back there. They mounted a comeback, and our defense actually managed to hold them off. We win the game. Now, at that point, we did our job. Needed only one more thing, the Bengals to beat the Ravens, which everything that needed to happen for the previous weeks was happening, right? This is crazy. Now, I couldn't get that game on TV either, so I was forced to watch it on the GameCast again for a play-by-play. Cincinnati at one point was up 24-10. to This was before the game had ended, for our game had ended. By that time, I got uh, to following the game. It was 27-24 in favor of Baltimore. The Bengals had one more drive. My mother, Jenny, was living more towards Rochester at this time, so she had called me. She's as big of a, a big, a big of a Bills fan as I am. She had the game on TV. She was ahead of my game cast, so I asked her to try and not express emotion to each play, so I had to, uh, a shot to see what happened. The drive started off pretty rough for Andy Dalton in the offense, and it came down to a 4th and 12 at Baltimore's 49-yard line. I'm sitting at my computer now um, and talking about montage about this. It's crazy. My mom all of a sudden just says, Oh, my God, Anthony, Anthony. And and at that point, I said, Mom, please stop. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. And I saw 49-yard touchdown pass the tire board. I dropped my phone. I ran out in the freezing cold and feet of snow in Dunkirk, New York, with no shoes on, screaming at the top of my lungs, hey, 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 hey. Like, the Bills were just playoff bound. It was nuts, montage. All of Dunkirk may have heard my screaming. I couldn't fathom it. We did it. We broke the drought. Son of a gun, we were going to the playoffs. That was the best New Year's of my life. I had never felt adrenaline like that. Waking up on New Year's Day, it felt it still felt surreal to me. And, you know, we, we play two more games to finish up the season, Bills Mafia. And I want to remind you guys that we have come a long ways from being in a drought and to where we are now, being back-to-back-to-back to back to back AFC East champions. We've been in the playoffs for five or six years with Coach McDermott. We have built the process. We have a winning team here in Buffalo. And what a blessing it is to have, Bills Mafia. We haven't always had this. So for, from the bottom of my heart, my heart, I love Bills Mafia. I love the Buffalo Bills. And I'm truly thankful. So I appreciate you guys for letting me share that. That is my well, Bills, baby. Bing, bada, boom. The montage, that letter right there actually got me to be able to um, 
uh, do a photo shoot with M&T and the Buffalo Bills. You know, that that letter, they they actually said it made them tear up a little bit. So, oh, yeah, that's uh, awesome. I, I teared up when I wrote it originally back in, I think I wrote it in 2019. But that's a, that's a detailed play-by-play right there. So my You best- always know where you were, right? I mean, you're going to uh, – guys like us and, and you guys out there, Bills Mafia, you know, my buddy Matt Matillo and I uh, sitting in my living room in East Syracuse, New York. Um, I lived three hours away at the time. And uh, I didn't know what to say, man. I couldn't, uh, I was kind of stuck and just kind of, you know, hugged my buddy Matt and just, we were so happy, popped a bottle of champagne and, uh, you know, really celebrated the new year the right way. So uh, yeah, man, it's uh it's awesome memory. And I think that it's so cool that you wrote that and were able to share it with us again, man. Thank you. I have a picture of myself from that night holding the little bats too. Like you, you'll see the beanie, you'll see the khakis, <laughs> you'll see the tie rod jersey. But yeah. I had a thirty pack of the bats. I remember I went to the gas station montage and I just looked at everybody and I just said, "Go Bills!" And everybody just screamed. I mean, it was like yeah. it was like all of Western New York. Literally at that moment, there was a bolt of energy, like a lightning strike that just hit, and all of a sudden. Phew, it started this whole wave of energy. So if you're just now tuning in, my Bills Mafia, you are live here in the sit-down on the built-in Buffalo Networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hit that like, hit that share button, hit that subscribe button, follow button, retweet button. If you're watching on Twitter, join us on YouTube right now so you can comment with us and you can get in on the fun. It is New Year's Eve. It is the Buffalo Bills weekend heading into Cincinnati, but we've got to talk about more here ahead of us. So now let's go to our next segment here. Forget about it, right? So here's what, what are some of the ugly things things montage that you've seen whether it's bills or nfl what have you seen yeah um i saw a really ugly thursday night football game and uh my guy dennis coming in here nice shirt lance thanks dennis uh like i said earlier 71 slicks great barbershop out there little merch and uh nice nice do so um hope i styled it right Anyways, uh, I think the, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting how the end of the season works out with some guys, uh, sitting and not playing. And, uh, even in the bowl games with college football, you know, I think that, you know, some of these guys just don't participate. Uh, Sean Tucker for Syracuse sat out and he declared for the draft. So he's not, he didn't play in the pinstripe bowl for the, for the orange. And so, um, just unfortunate to kind of see that happening and, and see kind of, um, you know, almost second rate kind of football, you know, on a national broadcast, things like that. You'd, you'd hope to see a little bit better, um, especially from the NFL and whatnot. But, uh, other than that, man, we got a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, positive things to, to be happy about. And, uh, you know, I, I can't complain about anything. Just, uh, let us win on Monday. I can't wait. <laughs> So here's one of the ugly things that we finally saw, and that was something that was finally coming to an end, and that was Nathaniel Hackett being fired as the Green Bay Packers. I'm sorry, the uh, Broncos head coach. He was the former OC for the Packers. Of course, he was fired. Now, can you fire Russell Wilson's contract next? Because that doesn't seem to be working out either. So that's one of the ugly things that I saw. But also, too, Montage, one of the ugly things that I saw are just simply this, the records of football teams this year. NFC South. And the AFC South, what is going on? When are we starting to have teams finish 500? Because the Buffalo Bills at 9-7 and seven several times couldn't make the playoffs, darn it. 8-8 eight and eight was never good enough, right? The old yeah. NFC West, right? They used to One, have the 500. Of course. The 500 they, they, they at least the Seahawks won a game. Yeah. And Marshawn Lynch 
was the reason for that, of course. But hey, that's some of the ugly that I've seen from uh, around the NFL this week. Montage, take it through. Uh, take us through some of these comments before we move on. My mother thinks I look excellent, which I appreciate her. Get all my hey, good looks from he her. Must, she, he must have gotten it from somewhere, right? <laughs> uh, Gary Montage. comes in agreeing. A lot of ugly prime times. Yeah, yeah, we we know it's been uh, been rough, but uh, you know we're where we want to be. We got to win a game, and um, I agree, Greg. So thanks for the comments, guys. Keep them pouring in. And yes, uh, we'll get to them as we can. So, I, I mean, I think that uh, I don't want to focus on the ugly. There's just too much good energy yep. tonight. So we'll kind of oh, yeah. cut this one a little bit short. Let's move it right on up, huh? I love that montage. Well, that's a perfect opportunity to take us into our next segment. But, of course, if you haven't done so already, like and share. This is the sit-down in partnership with Underdog Fantasy on the Built to Buffalo Network, and which is a partnership with PLP, Picasso's, Ticket IQ, and Wester, and a lot more on the verge of Greatness. Here we go. So let's move on to our next set, uh, subject here. Now, the Buff, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals were able to make the Super Bowl last year and fell just short to the Rams. Uh, winning a surprise matchup, to some people would think, winning surprisingly against the Kansas City Chiefs. They make the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in their first year together in the NFL. You know, some people think they maybe overperformed, right? But maybe not. Montage, are the Bengals better or worse this year? Now, they had a slow start, but they are 11-4 in contention for that first overall seed. Yeah, I think that the Bengals are better because they're more experienced, and it's almost the same guys, right? So when you have a young nucleus, just like the Bengals do, um, you know, they're gaining a lot of confidence as Dante comes in and says, you know, yeah, they're talking a lot. And uh, we mentioned that today on Built in Buffalo's Twitter, and it's just, it's kind of funny. Again, I, I I just laugh at when people really get cocky about facing the Bills. Like I don't understand it. Like I don't. It's like this is the best roster in the NFL, and we have the best player in the NFL. So I'm not sure what you're talking about. Like, so anyways, you know, I think that the Bengals are better. Um, they're they're one year wiser, more experienced. Um, you know, I hope this is the last time we have to play them. For the season, right? So I um, hope they get knocked off uh, before the AFC Championship comes to Buffalo. So I think the Bengals overall are probably a little bit better. Obviously, I I just here's okay. I'm gonna go on a little bit of a tangent here. I think they're better. I think that their woes in the beginning of the season were again. When you're a great team, sometimes these things happen. You're trying to readjust. You're trying. There's a bunch of different elements. Teams come at you differently, right? But they've figured it out. They've gotten it going as of late. Here's my problem, though. Joe Burrow throws the football a lot. They ask him to throw the football a lot. Mm -hmm. However, I do think that Joe Burrow, here's the thing about the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, and quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Those guys, one, two, and three, all three franchises have their guy, and they're not going to take anybody else, right? So, I mean, a ton of respect to Joe Burrow because, you know, what he's been able to do his rookie season, tearing his ACL, coming back last year, I do have a lot of respect for him. But I also will say this. The guy was, you know, given a lot of tools right away, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. T. Higgins, they had Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd already. But then they go and get Jamar Chase, which, you know, they didn't need a receiver, but they obviously want to go get the guy that he played with. Oh, it. I was you need that guy, right? Jeez. And he had his greatest – obviously the greatest quarterback year probably ever at LSU, um, and that was with Jamar Chase. So I understand that. But 
They get him some offensive line guys. They get him some. They get him better defense. It's almost like Cincinnati spoiled the heck out of him, right? He just stepped into such a real great situation. Sometimes it makes me a little aggravated, right? Because Josh Allen had to go through such adversity in year one, and yeah. and didn't really necessarily get all those same things in year two. Of course, I can't really complain, right? You can't bitch, right? Because he's gotten those tools. He's got Stephon Diggs and the way that we built this team. So I guess I shouldn't complain, right? But I think overall, the Bengals are better this year. But Montage, what are they saying in the comments? Yeah, I think, uh, would Cousin Eddie get his account back or something? Uh, Gage comes in. What's up? What's up, boys? Well, don't be late next time, dude. That's not that's on you. And we do not have the best wide receiver roster. And unfortunately, we don't know what the wide receiver room was going to look like because we got injuries uh, to that position early and often. So uh, Crowder went out, and I'm not sure he was going to be very good. I'm just saying that, you know, it was an option we brought in, we planned to have him, and we didn't, basically. So uh, the couple of games he did play, um, he didn't play a big uh, role, but he, we, our offense moved. So I think that says something, right? Even if he didn't have the stats, our offense was clicking on all cylinders first two games while he was playing. So, um, you know, to me, that says something. So, uh dante coming in he lives in cincinnati bro i'm flying in on monday morning uh at cbg i'll be there like 10 30 and uh can't wait so if you're around come to the mafia tailgate that those guys are putting on and uh love to hang out hey get right yeah disrespect is so weird of those guys is real the fans you know like it, the players um just talk i mean burrow was saying that you know alan's good i think bro didn't say anything too bad but um yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, Joe Mixon had a had a bulletin board comment. So, you know, about our linebacking core, and uh, I don't know, maybe he's hit his head a couple too many times himself uh, to get a flashback to what the Ravens were in maybe two thousand something, not uh, this year. Stir the pot, right? You know, always give us add 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 fuel to the fire is what I love to do. And Mike McDaniel did that against us heading into that matchup. So maybe a little bit of that will come into play here on that Monday night football matchup. Let's move on to our next subject here, Montage. And of course, keep those comments flowing, guys. If you're just now tuning in, you hit that like and share button. You're live here in the sit down in the built to Buffalo Networks Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter with myself, Sauce God at Buffalo Sauce God and Mon Mafia Montage at Mafia Montage. Now, is this a question that I need, I think, needs to be asked. Maybe in a sense, yes. Is this the best wide receiver, uh, wide receiver room in the league montage? Yeah, I mean, I, it's got to be. These guys are uh, one to three, really, really good. Um, Higgins and Chase could both be number ones on any team, and um, Boyd obviously is probably a solid two on any team in the league. I'd say so. Some would um, say a one B. Some would say like a one B almost. Maybe. Like a, like yep. almost like a John Brownish caliber in, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Benny Suarez coming out from Los Angeles, California. Appreciate you, brother. And uh, yeah, I think that it, it's definitely the best uh, one through three. I don't know who their fourth receiver is, so I'm not sure uh, who they have after those three. But yeah, I don't just, think it matters really. You know it doesn't. I mean? Yeah, those three, their talent and uh, Hayden Hurst at tight end is uh, is pretty good. Um, yeah, so, I mean, and then you add Joe Mixon. So they definitely have the weapons and then, um, you know, a pretty solid offensive line for the most part. And we'll get into that later when we go through the weakest link. So I think the the next best would possibly be Miami with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Um, as far as top two, that, yeah, if you're looking at that. 
but they don't yeah, have a third. After, after that, I would say, yeah, you know I mean, because I would say at third, maybe montage. Oh, it's a tough one. Maybe, maybe honestly, Minnesota, just because of Thielen when he's healthy. Yeah, and Jefferson Thielen's pretty good. Maybe, but I thought the Bills would be up there. I really did. Yeah. I think the Bills wide receivers are not necessarily underperforming, but they're not wowing as much, which is completely fine with me. I could care less about that. All I care about is the Lombardi Trophy. So, Montage, I think that it's by far the best wide receiver room in the country, in the league, and I think Jamar Chase is potentially – Right there with with Justin Jefferson. I love Stephon Diggs, and this is not a knock. And, and to me, he's our number one. He's the number one in the league for us. That's all I care about. But Jamar Chase is definitely right there at one and one with Justin Jefferson. It's crazy, right? I mean, the guy's nuts. So let's check in with some of the comments out there, Montage. What do the people think about these Bengals receivers? Yeah, my guy, Matt, coming in. This is the biggest non-playoff game I can remember. These dudes are pros, so they shouldn't need anything extra. Need anything and or extra incentive to get jacked up from Monday football? Stuff. Yeah, I can't wait for game day. Yeah, man. Uh, you know this has uh, been a crazy year, crazy season. I think uh, my boy Matt and I are maybe gonna see a game uh, against New England. He's gonna come to town, so um, potentially, and that would be awesome. Uh, we usually try to share the season opener every year, and couldn't make it happen this year. So, um, you know, I think that. It'll be, it is the biggest game um, of my adult life. You know, obviously uh, we were barely old enough to remember much in the early nineties, late eighties, but um, still know of them and, and know, uh, you know, about some of the games that happened, but it was no, nowhere near invested or understood. So, um, but a lot of people coming in saying, you know, everyone's just been adding fuel to the fire. Um, Adam, appreciate you coming out watching and uh, Roy agrees with that. And then, Beth thinks that we need to get Beasley out there slithering around. So I think we're going to get into that, Beth. We're going to have our offensive uh, keys to the game. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And then Dante was saying they only passed to six people. So you got four that are um, the guys we named with the tight end. And then five is Mixon. And then six is whoever. Um, maybe they give Boyd the ball and Boyd throws it to Burrow. So that would be. Not getting you, brother. You there? I can't hear you, bro. So, Oops, my bad. Oh, ah, there you are. I was muted. Age says, huge game. Need to get number one. That's right. We need that number one seed. We need the first round by. And then Matt's. Uh, Saying to forgive his typos, we forgive you, brother. Appreciate ah, P Ryan. There we go. Dante came in and gave me the the six. So, um, yeah. So two running backs, a tight end, and the three wide receivers are basically their passing game. Um, and although those three receivers are really really good, um, I think that you know it's it's still uh, we'll talk about what I think about some of the keys and other other things in the game a little bit later on the show. All right. So that's going to opportunity to segue into our next. And that is, of course, our victory formation. I love to sit down and discuss because I love me some offense. I love me some playmakers. I love me some fluidity. I love me some touchdowns, right? So montage, we've got to run through with those mafia. What do the Buffalo Bills need to do 
this week offensively to secure a win, of course, on Monday Night Football in Cincinnati. By the way, you got to shout out to that. You got to love that. The NFL films. I'm telling you, it makes me want to just start tossing the pigskin montage. So let's talk, right? Now let me start you off here. Do the Bills necessarily need to come out and do they need to try to establish the run? Do we want to try to establish the pass? Because we saw the run game work quite well last week. We've seen Josh Allen figuring things out as of late, and we have still got the best quarterback in football montage. What do you think the Bills have got to do to win this game? Yeah, I want to see Allen take the opportunities to run when we get them. But I think the problem will be that you're going to need the pass game to come in because I think Cincinnati's going to score. I think they can score. Obviously, we talked about their weapons. So the offense keys of the game are scoring, and that's going to be via the pass. And then we need to get Stefan Diggs involved. So the first key for me is to establish the pass and get that working. And then the second key is building off that is that it needs to be number 14 out there. And he's had monster games all year long and all, sorry, his whole career since 2016 on Monday Night Football. Um, I think it's going to continue this week too. Yeah, so, okay. I think offensively, and I see a lot of comments. We'll get to you guys in just a moment. Um, I think the Bills have got to continue to do what they're doing with the run game. Devin Singletary and James Cook right now are more vital to this offensive success than we realize, right? Mm -hmm. I love the way that James Cook has definitely found the way to get it. I mean, I know he wanted 100 yards, right? But he's scoring. He's scoring in the passing game. He's made use of his touches ever since his early season rookie mistakes, right? But that's all something that we expected, you know, something we expected him to rebound from as well in the way that we saw McDermott continue to show him, hey, we've got trust in you. Never bailed on him. That right there is exactly why these two are thriving. Devin Singletary has never – hey, trading Zach Moss – and getting a guy like Naheem Hines, who's there for the return game, and therefore, you know, a couple of plays here and there, that said to Devin Singletary, you're our guy right now. Right now, you don't need to worry about it. It's you and James. You two go out there and do your thing. And that's why we've seen Josh be able to kind of rely on them so much this year. And, I mean, I love Josh. I And I think maybe he comes out, and this is what I'm anticipating. I'm, I'm anticipating a shootout here. I really am. It is that Monday night football game. We've had such terrible primetime games all year long. They're thinking that this could be the potential biggest Monday night football game in history montage. Well, I mean, hey, it's two of the best in the league. They've never seen each other yet. And here they are head to head head for what it could be potentially the AFC uh, first overall seed. So I think for the Buffalo Bills offensively, though, montage, yes, you you mentioned it's Stephon Diggs. And I want to remind Bills Mafia, we don't show every best look that we have against three and 11 teams. Stefan Diggs is two receptions in that game. Again, I want to remind you guys were because we needed those receptions. I don't think Stefan Diggs was ever, you know, not included. I don't think he's frustrated. I don't believe in any of that. I don't read into any of that stuff. Right. I heard there were rumors out there that he gave himself food poisoning. What is going on? What is wrong with people? How much time do you have with your day? That you want to just like try to be the uh, you know the TMZ of the yeah. NFL world and try to you know facilitate stories. So I think montage. I think that was more tongue in cheek. Is kind of a little funny play on him because he uh, mentioned that cooking is hard. I think on his story or whatnot. So um, Beth comes in here and saying no turnovers. I completely agree. I want to make sure I hit that one because uh, 
that's a big one too. And uh, we didn't talk about it yet. So I think that you're seeing a couple interceptions here and there from Allen that you really, really, really cannot have this week. And, um, you know, I think that that keys to the game is going to be, um, you know, taking care of the football and, you know, allowing our offense to run uh, whatever, whether it's going to be a run or a pass, but you got to keep going, stay on the field, keep the offense on the field. Uh, no self-inflicted wounds like we have had in the past. So I think that's going to be uh, the very right uh, key to a game for uh, Beth there. Thank you. So another thing, too, that I want to also take a close look at, let's say Stephon Diggs gets 10 catches, 100 yards, Tuddy, right? I think we still need another receiver or tight end, and that's why I'm saying this is, I think Dawson Knox could potentially be huge in this game. I don't know what it is, but the way he's come on as of late, the way that he's made use of catches and he's had some touchdowns, we all know the way that he's playing as of late. I think maybe he's becoming more and more crucial down the stretch. Now, they do have some great pass rushers over there in in Trey Hendrickson, I believe it is, right? Mm -hmm. So it is going to be a little bit tougher. And, and of course, with our woes to the offensive line, Mitch Morse, you know, I just don't know exactly how we're going to utilize him, but who is going to be that second guy, right? Is it going to be Gabe Davis? Is it going to be Isaiah McKenzie? Khalil Shakir even? Just mm-hmm. somebody, right? Who is going to be that guy? Could it be Cole Beasley? Now, Montage, who do you think that could be? Who could be the guy that kind of steps up secondary on this offense? Because, hey, I'd like to see our receivers kind of go and, and go toe-to-toe with their type of talent and what they've got coming at us potentially. Yeah, I think that uh, that the Bills' offense is just going to be able to roll if um, this offensive line can get set and in the proper position. So I think that with Mitch Morse coming back at the right time here, um, that gets everybody kind of back in their spots. And he's a huge and instrumental to the communication along the line to get these guys set up to know where they're going to block because Saffold has no idea out there. He never bothered to learn the playbook, apparently, because you see these plays where he's doubling up on a guy and the linebacker that he's supposed to go out to runs free and makes the tackle at the line of scrimmage. It's absolutely painstaking to see that, Um, you know, by golly, we got to we got to have a better effort than that. And I think Mitch Morris helps that, though. So I think that that's why, you know, I don't I don't have as much concern is because Mitch Morris out there can get these guys set up. Allen doesn't have to do it all kind of also feeds into Allen maybe being more relaxed going out there just handling what he has to handle and kind of and Mitch kind of takes that off of him and uh you know just the familiarity with between Mitch and Josh is uh is going to be I think a really um beneficial thing to this offense Mm -hmm. I you know and that's it it just again that's a position though montage I'm looking at in the draft so much as offensive line I mean, I really yeah, big time. look at look at what the Ravens did with their center, uh, Tyler Limbaum. I think it was. You know that that kid is a great, great center, great anchor. I we need something. I just don't know how much more Mitch Morris is really going to play football, right? So let's not even talk about that. Let's talk about more of these offensive keys. Let's see some of these comments, montage. A lot of people clamoring for Beasley, which I understand. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I think that he'll be active. I think he's going to. You know, that's kind of the role. Look, he's not getting big stats, is he? No. But he, when he's out there, it makes the offense more effective. That's the same thing that Jameson Crowder did. Jameson Crowder didn't have two great games, he's but you got to pay attention to, to him. Game plan. 
You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. That's the thing is, Ken Dorsey had been making game plans all year with Cole Beasley as a part of that team. So, I again, I just think that everybody. It, this is all more in 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 relation to the fact that it's his first year play calling with Ken Dorsey. I think if this guy really calls plays for the Bills for three, four years, I mean, this offense, I don't even know. Like, it's crazy, right? But I still think that we are still performing well enough, and I'm not even going to be upset with the way that we have been performing. But it's going to be a tough matchup, of course, against that Cincinnati D. But if you're just out tuning in, you're live here on the sit-down on the Built to Buffalo Networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hit that like, hit that share, hit that retweet button. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. If you're watching on Twitter, come on over to YouTube, hit the comments with us, join in on us, because it is, of course, New Year's Eve. Bills Mafia, we're getting you ready for that Monday night football matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. Star-studded matchup, heavyweight football matchup. Now, Montage, you know I love this one, right? Because it's got this one right here for the fam. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, Montage, the pain trains are coming, right? The defensive keys for the Buffalo Bills to win this football game. Start us off. And to you guys out there in the comments, let us know what does the Bills Buff, uh, Buffalo Bills defense need to do to get us a, a to win this week against this offense. Yeah, I think that the big thing is positioning. And I kind of talked about it with the offensive line too. And part of the thing coming out of Buffalo – last week was that they weren't bad tacklers. They just weren't in the right position. So um, we need to be in position. I, you know, we're hoping Poyer plays. looks like we're going to have our whole uh, cast out there, our whole defense, obviously besides Benford, who's on IR, but was designated to return. Get into that in a minute. Um, You know, and even (laughs) Beth comes in, they need to tackle better. I agree to a sense. They need to be in better position to tackle. That's my uh, point. That's what um, we need to do. I think that um, in order to tackle effectively, we absolutely have to be in the right position because guys are just diving out with an arm. Uh, Tim Settle and those kind of guys yeah, just trying to reach out, do what they can. And and I think that when we've been in good position, you saw Teron Johnson take down fields in the backfield and those kind of things. I think we really need um, to just make sure everyone's in the right position. And I think having everyone healthy out there, getting everyone um, and a good rotation is going to help us stay in the right positions. We have hopefully Poyer plays, right? Can get everybody where they need to be. And uh, I think we had some comments here. Hopefully, Kyrie Elam gets some run this week because, boy, do we need a big game out of him. And I'll talk more about that in the next segment. Of course, Montage, appreciate that very much. So I think for the defensive keys for the Buffalo Bills to win this game, it's it's again – the, the Cincinnati Bengals threw the football 36 times against the Patriots last week. And Joe Burrow, everybody's saying, oh, my gosh, we'll get this guy 280-something yards. But he threw an entire game worth of passing in one half, right? So how are we going to make Joe Burrow throw the football that many times? But, hey, when you're throwing the ball 60 times, if you're only completing 30 passes, so, hey, how are we going to get active in the secondary? How handsy are we going to be, right? Because this is a great receiving matchup against our defensive backs, Tredavious White, Jordan Poyer. I wish we had Micah Hyde for this matchup. I really yeah, do. Real. I really do. I wish we had Vaughn Miller for this matchup. We're not even close to what we could be for this matchup, right? But, hey, Greg Rousseau, 
you have been so good for the Buffalo Bills all year long that you've just got to get that freight train going. But my guy, Shaq Lawson, every single week that guy makes a play. Continue to do that because you know what? You know he's got that, like, that I want to go get Joe Burrow kind of attitude. Like, this dude's got so much hype. He's a dog. Shaq Lawson's a dog. So I think guys like them have got to step up this week. You got to just go out there and have your guys back and Josh Allen and show, hey, Joe Burrow's great, right? Well, we get after him over here. But our guy over here, 17, he's a lot better. So that's the way that the defense could do that this week. They can help show exactly how great they are. And now any quarterback that goes against us, it doesn't matter. Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, we could be never be. We don't have to be afraid of them. We don't have got nothing to be afraid of, right? So let's just get after them right away. Make them run the football. I like the way that we've adjusted in the run game in recent weeks. You know, we've, we've started off kind of ah sloppy, especially against the Bears, but we tightened it up, right? We made them go into second and nine, second and ten, second and seven even sometimes, right? Third and long situations, forcing them to pass the football. And all you need are a few drops. All you need are a few plays to go your way. All you need are a few turnovers. So let's get active after it this week. The Buffalo Bills defense. I would like a nice couple interceptions. Joe Burrow, he can toss a montage. You got a high volume of passes. You're due to maybe toss some picks. Maybe an underdog fantasy pick perhaps ahead. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But montage. Of course, we're live here in the sit-down. We are rocking and rolling. It is New Year's Eve. We've got a promo code for you with Underdog Fantasy at BIB for that promo code for a deposit match up to $100 right now so you can get in on the action before it's too late, right? There's college football on right now. Playoffs are on right now. And, of course, you got NFL action leading up to the Buffalo Bills Monday Night Football game. i got to have something to keep me busy, right? So we'll get to that much more here soon. But, Montage, any other remaining comments before we move I think I kind of got to them all while you were talking. It was basically kind of fortifying both of our points. And uh, I think it's time for the next segment for that unsung hero of the game. Yes, there's going to be the unsung hero of the game. A little segment that we do here, of course, on the sit down. We talk about the guys that step up and they are the big time performers, the MVPs, the superstars, right? But who is the guy that steps up next? Who's the guy that makes a couple of crucial plays down the stretch that, hey, you just absolutely needed to make, right? Who was that underrated absolute dog of the week? Who was the unsung or who will be the unsung hero of the week? Montage, what do you got for us, my friend? So I had someone coming into our show and then i was seeing a lot of the comments during some of our other segments and things like that and it changed my mind honestly i think that my unsung hero of the game is aj epinesa okay because everyone's talking about group shack lawson the d tackles okay aj epinesa isn't talked about at all so i think that aj epinesa has to step up he's not going against a backup groot's going you know groot's should be expected to dominate because he's going against a backup and we'll get to that again uh is that the ne- that's the next segment so in our weakest link segment we'll talk about you know Groot's matchup with the practice squad right tackle and for the unsung hero though AJ Epinesa because he's got to keep that other side of the line of scrimmage and that other contain and other things that the DNs need to do he's got to keep that opposite of Groot 
on, you know, when they're in the game together. So <sighs> I think AJ Epinesa is going to be the unsung hero of the game. And I'm looking for a big game, not only pass rush, but to have the contain and also make sure that they contain Mixon in the run game as well. Yeah, I think the unsung hero montage, and I'm curious to see what uh, what Bill's Mafia and those of you guys in the comments have to say for this one as well. But I think the unsung hero of the game, ah, it's tough because, you know, I think it might be Kyrie Lam. I really do. I think there's a good chance. That's that what I was going to pick. Swear to God. He's going to step. I, I didn't even know you were going to pick that. I swear to no, God. I know. I know. He's going to have a couple of pass deflections, a couple of just just a couple of right plays, and a couple of tackles even. You know what I mean? And that's something that we're talking about here. Um, I had my 24 jersey here just to prove it uh, dude, already. I love that. And, guys, if you're just not tuning in too, by the way, hit that like and share button because we've got our favorite segments also ahead before the end of the show. We've got much more ahead of us, including our score predictions, injury report, fantasy pick of the week, and, of course, Montage's Maniac of the Week getting saucy before we let you guys get out of here. we got a lot of stuff ahead. Don't go anywhere. Hit that like and share. Hit the comments. Keep it flowing. So my unsung hero, of course, like I said, Kyer Lam. It's all day. The kid has got an opportunity to step up. You, you were drafted to come here and defend against situations like this alongside of Tredavious White. But Tredavious White is healthy. He's on the field. He's getting back to more normal versions of himself. We love to see that from Tredavious White. Hey, I even like seeing Trey White arguing with the ref last game when he clearly was holding the guy in the secondary, which, hey, I'm okay with that, right? Trey White has definitely got that dog in him, so I need Kyrie Lam to step up this week. Just a couple plays. Maybe even a little fumble recovery montage. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe not the forced fumble, but the fumble recovery. There you go. So let's see some of those comments. What do you guys think? Who could be the unsung hero of the week? Um. Pete's coming in talking about Burrow um, struggling against Cumber two, Yeah, and that's why um, Sauce God picked Elam because their coverage scheme, we're not going to have one-on-one matchups. We're going to have guys in the Cover 2 defense, and then we're going to switch it up, Cover 6 and Cover 3, and you know even mix and match some man. Obviously, I don't expect a lot of man-to-man on Jamar Chase. If Jamar Chase gets one-on-one or man-to-man coverage, I will be worried. For sure. I don't think he's going to see a lot of that. Um, McKenzie coming in, Roy Collins with a little chuckle. Hey, man, it could happen, right? Same thing here. Davis, um, it could happen. I hope it happens. Um, huge Davis fan, met him, great guy, and uh, just rooting for this guy um, on a personal level as well as just being a fan of the team, um, just being a late-round pick and just persevering through all that. So I, I really think uh, Gabe Davis has the potential. Groot, I think, is starting to become a little bit too – um, me kind of, you know, he's not really unsung anymore. He's kind of expected. No, he's, he's expected to, do... to be a superstar at this point. Yeah. So. And I mean, that's, that's rightfully so. And that's a great thing to have. Right. So I love to see it from the comments. I love to see it from Bill's mafia, but now montage, I'm going to give you a segment here. I want you to just take this one over for me because I want you to go ahead. And by the way, don't be afraid. Get a little rated R if you want, let him have it because Hey, you got to tell exactly. They're going to talk a little smack here. We'll talk the smack for the players because our players go out there and play. We'll talk the smack. So, Montage, who is going to be the weakest link? Who is the weakest link for the Cincinnati Bengals team? Yeah, it's going to be the right side of the offensive line, right? So, I think that you have the right tackle coming in off the practice squad, and then you're going to have uh, a right guard who's going to be playing next to an unfamiliar guy. So, I think this right side at guard and tackle are going to struggle this game. 
And I think guys like Ed Oliver and Tim Settle and Jordan Phillips, as well as rushing with Rousseau and Shaq Lawson, are really going to expose kind of that right side of the offensive line. And I expect to see a lot of games up front, twists, stunts, those kind of things. And I hope to see these guys really kind of Shaq Lawson, right, coming up through the middle on a stunt, coming from the outside in. And then you have a guy like Ed Oliver who's really able to go uh, completely outside um, or Jordan Phillips. So I think that, you know, the personnel is going to determine those kind of things. And uh, Roy comes in here with uh, Eli Apple, 100%. Um, you know, boy, I, I just I want to see a lot of uh, uh, digs over Apple. If uh, if that matchup gets there, um, I want to see him exposed. Uh, just never liked him. It uh, wasn't obviously good with the Giants, which being um, from New York, even, they, even though the Giants play in New Jersey, uh, you still hear a lot of that. Uh, noise. So um, I, I like that coming from you guys with Eli Apple. So um, I think that, you know, Davis or Diggs could really uh, could beat that guy. And and that could be their weakest link for sure. But I think all the um, the pressure and the things that really are going to affect Joe Burrow to make mistakes is going to come from the the offensive line, uh, not being able to handle our D tackle and and on on the right side of their offensive line. Let's see. We got everybody in the comments just say, listen, I I don't even need to be a genius or a rocket scientist to know that Eli Apple definitely ain't doing nobody any favors by being on that football team. So I love the comments. You guys, you guys are awesome out there. Bill's Mafia, we love you. All you guys out there watching, you guys are awesome. The best, right? So Montage, let's go ahead. Let's move on to our next one, which by the way, guys, the sit down, of course, here presented by Built the Buffalo Network is in partnership with Underdog Fantasy with a promo code for a deposit match right now up to $100 with promo code BIB. Deposit anywhere from 10 to $100 with promo code BIB and get a complete 100% deposit match. Put in 10, get 10. Put in 100, get 100. Of course, here, courtesy of Built in Buffalo. So, Montage, take us through what you got here, and I'm going to go ahead and give some of the fam uh, some of the picks that I got, my friend. Absolutely. Yeah. So I kind of put in two little pickums uh, last night and uh, split it up a little bit. So I got Russell Wilson throwing an interception this week against Kansas City. I think Kansas City is going to bring pressure and kind of affect Russell to throw at least one pick. Um, Chuba Hubbard's awesome. He's, uh, you know, was my favorite rookie running back coming out of his class. And uh, just his name is funny, really. So uh, you got him at plus are higher than 11 and a half receiving yards, right? Uh, so I think he can get that done. And then Kelsey to score a touchdown against the uh, Broncos. I assume Kelsey will have a decent day. And uh, then a couple of Jags picks here with Zay Jones, former Bill, uh, over or higher than 45 and a half receiving yards. And then Trevor Lawrence uh, throwing two touchdown passes over or higher than 1.5 passing TDs. So that's my first uh, pick them. And if you're not familiar, the pick them is a lot like, um, you know, the player props and things like that. You'd see um, at a sports gambling site. This is daily fantasy. You can also pick higher or lower than a number of fantasy points and different kind of cool um, props like that for, for players. So uh, the big one I went all in on, I got Travis, I got a special and this is the cool thing. You guys got to sign up and get these specials um, promo code BIB Travis Kelsey. Wow. Higher than so, 0.5 receptions. Just Michigan, by the way. Just, just yeah, I saw. Yeah. So TCU going to the national championship game. Wow, 51-45. They were losing 23, 21-3 at the half. 
Yeah, TCU brought it to them early and often, so that's uh, crazy. But continue, cool Marty. Yeah, no problem. So uh, higher than 0.5 receptions for Kelsey. Yeah, obviously, you're assuming he's going to get one catch this game. Uh, took a couple of Dolphins against the Patriots. Uh, Waddle getting uh, the receiving yards higher than 58.5 yards, and Mostert getting more than 8.5 receiving yards. And then a guy like Rashad White down in Tampa Bay to get over 37.5 rushing yards there against the Panthers. And then Sam Darnold, um, I just thought his passing yard mark was pretty low at 185.5. So I took the higher um, for Sam Darnold to eclipse the 185.5 passing yard mark. Okay, so here's something that I like. I like – so I, I like Joe Burrow to – higher than half an interception. I like Dawson Knox, uh, higher than 37.5 receiving yards. I like Josh Allen over two, uh, higher than 299.5 total yards. Getting on the Bills train this week, huh, brother? I like lower than one and a half passing TDs for Aaron Rodgers. All right. Against the Vikings. And I think I actually like Justin Jefferson higher than 98.5 receiving yards. That Good right there, there, $5. Would pay out 100 if all five legs were to hit. Of course, there's an insurance option which would lower the max payout to 50 if you want to hit uh, four or out of five. Which, hey, that's a great option for some of you Absolutely. guys out there. You now, guys can play on the web or on the app. You can see up here the multiplier is up on the top here, right? If I take insurance off, you got three times for two picks, six times for three picks, 10 times for four picks. If you make all five, you get that 20 times multiplier, right? If you go insurance. Now, by the way, get, guys, go ahead, Montage, continue. You only get 10 times as the max, then six times and three times if you uh, do three or four picks. So it uh, allows you to miss one and still get paid out. Uh, it's, I think it's just 1.5 times uh, your wager and your entry amount. So, um, you know, cool little feature there. Uh, I've absolutely loved it since they've implemented it. I've used it a few times and uh, gotten lucky. Yeah, so Montage has had some wins. You know what I mean? I have definitely not won anything yet. Of course, Bill's Mafia, it is a great option for those of you that are not in a state where you are legally able to uh, sports bet. And this is something that you must be 18 or older to play. And, of course, we here at Build the Buffalo and here in the sit-down do not encourage or endorse any illegal or underage gambling of any sort. Bet and play at your own risk. But this is a great option, right? For those of you that don't understand higher or lower, Meaning two ninety nine and a half. He's got to have. If you pick higher, three hundred or more. Right. That is how this works. There are daily fantasy options as well, guys. This is a great way to just have some fun. You know what I mean? You're not. You're not exactly breaking the bank. It is, of course, like I said, and it is a sports gaming app. But this is a, a really great way to keep yourself entertained. Because hey, montage. I'll tell you what. Myself, NFL Sunday. Bills aren't playing. I love to just sit down and watch some action keep track of what's going on in those games because they don't matter to me at all as a Bills fan, and I'm sure they don't matter to most of you out there in Bills Mafia. So get right. in on the action right now. Underdog Fantasy, again, that promo code, which is provided by us here, is BIB for a deposit match, 10 to $100, anywhere from 10 to $100, 100% matched when you use our promo code BIB. So montage. Yeah. You'll see here I should have uh, not been greedy and used the insurance option. So uh, I missed out uh, last game for the Bills. Uh, oh, Alan, perfect. Alan didn't get just enough. I uh, had one play called back as well. So it was a, just kind of a unlucky take. 
and I, I just missed Vegas screwed my... just montage. I had yes a couple. Here's an NBA uh, spider just uh, didn't go to the free throw line for me, and then uh, Josh Jacobs didn't score a touchdown. So pretty close almost... on all these picks. If I would have had insurance now, I would have got paid out. I think two and a half times multiplier my weight my entry. So you can almost hear the degenerate in them a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can. You know what I mean? But of course, hey. It isn't like I said, it's a great fun way to play. And for you know, me, I, I deposited 20 bucks montage and I, I got the 20 bucks back, which is great because I still got it in the account. I could still play. And I like to put five bucks here and there. I'm not trying to break the bank, I'm not trying to win, you know, a crazy amount, but I like to make things interesting, maybe win a little bit of coin. Great option, of course, with underdog fantasy. The proud partnership here with the sit down and the built-in Buffalo network. Of course, also in partnership with PLB Sports, Picasso's Pizza, Ticket IQ, and Wester. And if you're just now tuning in, don't go anywhere. Hit that like and share. Hit that comment button because we are live here. It is New Year's Eve. It is Buffalo Sauce God at Buffalo Sauce God on Twitter and Mafia Montage at Mafia Montage on Twitter as well. Discussing the Buffalo Bills heavyweight Monday night football matchup. Now, we've given you guys some picks, some keys to the game. We've talked about the AFC East, but let's move on to the one thing that I hate discussing montage. And it's usually this, the injury report, my friend. What do we got? Yeah, not going to be too bad to look at today. So, um, again, Jordan Poyer's questionable. Expect him to play. I think he's got the Matt Milano treatment. He's not going to need the practice obviously a veteran and knows kind of what he's doing. So I think he just kind of got a little bit of a leeway this week, had some time off and he's ready to go um, on the Bengals side. Same thing. They got Sam Hubbard uh, limited with a calf this week. Um, he's questionable as well. They expect him to play. So it looks like we're going to have a pretty darn close to full squad game here, which is great to see. I could love it. It's going to be strength on strength. Um, obviously Lyle Collins is out for the Bengals going on IR. But outside of that, it's kind of uh, best on best in this game. And, and that's why I thought, you know, the right tackle situation is going to be the weakest link this week. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of the injury report. And it's uh, nice to have a shorter segment for injuries because we were reading 9, 10, 11 names in some weeks for the Bills, and it just got uh, out of this world. So only one designation this week, again, is just Jordan Poyer questionable and uh, for the Bills, and he's expected to play. So I'm, I'm not too – uh, concerned about that. And I'm, I'm happy. I think that's uh, one of the good things I saw this week that a lot of guys were um, nicked up, but still going through it and, and able to perform. Hey, maybe the trend starting the new year will be that we stay healthy, right? Montage. You, you know, Hey, so Bill's mafia, of course, we'll see you next year. You know what I mean? Those kinds of vibes, yeah, right? Yeah. Hey, as long as we come to play, we come ready to play. We are ready to go. We are as, uh, as stacked as we can be out there. It's the next guy up. We still have got the football team out there that can still win a Super Bowl and show the world what we are made of. So let's move on here, Montage. Yeah, here we go. Score. Let's go to our final score predictions. Of course, before we get to our final two segments of this show, which are my favorite, but Montage, score predictions, Bill's Mafia, Comment right now, score predictions, because Mafia Montage has been close. You guys out there that are in Vegas, you want an exact score bet, you might want to pay attention <laughs> with me and Montage. You might want to average it out somewhere in there, you know what I mean, because we've been Absolutely. close. So, Montage, let me get yours. We'll get mine, and then we'll get those out there in the comments as well. Yeah, I've been really uh, going back and forth on this, and I think I'm going to say 34-30, Buffalo Bills win the game. 34 to 30 and uh 
take home basically the number one seed with a with a victory in Cincinnati. Um, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess 30, 35, uh, 37, 37, 29, 37, 29. I don't know what it is, but 37, 29. I'm going 37, 29. There you go. Eight point victory, one possession game. I think it's gonna be a lot of. I think maybe at first they're gonna kind of come at us a little bit tough, and it's gonna be hard at first, but we're gonna learn how to clean up the game, how to adjust, because this is the first time we've seen this team. This is something that we're not accustomed to, but this is the first time they've seen us is the way that I look at it as well. So I think that Josh Allen in this moment, hey, he's ready to go. Monday Night Football, he's ready to go. Stephon Diggs ready to go. But let's get some of those comments out there. What are your guys' final score predictions for this Monday Night Football heavyweight uh, heavyweight matchup? Must be a lot of keyboards broken out there. Got some watchers, not a lot of typers. Anyways, we got Pete coming in, 34-17 Bills. Love it. Um, And 27-23 Roy Collins. So uh, appreciate you guys coming out, commenting. And, uh, you know, I score predictions are just a lot of fun. And, uh, all right, mom's coming in, 27-13. So you better take that to the bank. She's cooler than me. You already said it. Anthony with the, the line of the week here says, uh, my mom is much cooler than I am, and I gladly admit it, and that's why I admire her so much. Thank you so much, Mom and Montage, because you made the guy somewhat, you know what I mean? He's somewhat up far, right? <laughs> but, of course, hey, all you guys out there that have commented and all you guys out there that have liked and shared, thank you all so much. It has been a great year here with Built the Buffalo, and I'm ready to get it going, of course, into the new year. But before we get into the new year montage, let's give the folks something to get them fired up. And, of course, let's give them the segments that everybody's waiting for every single week, right? Let me go ahead and play a little. How about this? Let's get this banner off there nice and easy for your montage and start you. I thought about trying to do something slick and cool and give you a kind of insider guy, whatever. Now. It's Stefan Diggs, number 14. 17 plus 14 equals six. Again and again and again. Two touchdowns at least for Diggs in this game, and I expect him to go over 100 yards with 11 catches, 146 yards, two touchdowns. Let's go, Bills, baby. I think that's Stefan Diggs, number 14, your Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week. Oh, I love it, man. You got you got you got me going there. I love that montage. Great stuff. Of course, I agree with you there. Stefan Diggs has got to be the dog this week. Show us that you're better than Jamar Chase, or show us exactly why people should never sleep on your right montage. Love, I love it. So, Bill's Mafia, let's get to our next one here. Of course, a little something that we love to call getting saucy. <laughs> Yes, sir. Monday night football matchup. Heavyweight battle between Joey Burrow and Joe Shiesty versus Joshua Truly, the only quarterback ever, as they say, you know, on those memes, right? Of course, QB1, JA17 heads to Cincinnati with this Buffalo Bills team, primed to take the number one overall seed in the AFC after 
not only capturing the AFC East title, but how about for a third consecutive season? He heads into Cincinnati with the foot on the gas in the driver's seat. And if you want to get Josh Allen out of the driver's seat, you're going to need to get yourself a real nice size set of claws because he ain't coming free. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals don't know what's coming because, hey, Everybody's sleeping on the Bills montage. Everybody's saying Joe Burrow MVP, Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, but everybody forgetting about Josh. He ain't forgetting about nobody. Josh Allen is coming for you guys because I'll tell you what, he's going to show everybody in this first matchup between two star-studded quarterbacks who the real quarterback and the real king of the AFC is. So that is me getting saucy montage. I love it. That boy, yeah. Yes, sir. Love yes, it, sir. love it, love it. So, uh, of course, I also say, I want to say this too. I think, you know, Maybe Bill's Mafia at the game. Get loud enough when we're winning the football game to give uh, Josh Allen a little few, few of these. <laughs> I'm going to be behind glass, uh, I think, in a suite. I'm not really sure what to expect, but uh, it's going to be a little bit of a weird situation. I haven't sat uh, in the fancy seats before, so uh, a little bit of upgrade for Montage this week. And, uh, you know, shout out to to Nick Basu for hooking a guy up and uh, appreciate you cuz. So uh, with that, I'm going to say go Bills, baby. Of course, guys. Little uh, round of applause here. Round of applause. Of course, I want to thank everybody for liking and sharing and watching and of course commenting with us. I want to thank Mafia Montage over here for being the best co-host there is and being a part of the team here, of course, in this year, heading into the new year. And I want to say thank you to everybody at Built in Buffalo. For all of this year and much, much more ahead, I'm definitely looking forward to every bit of what is coming in the future. And Bills Mafia, I want to say to every single one of you, I love all of you. Go Bills. Be safe this weekend. Be responsible. Don't drink and drive. Be smart because we need to watch ourselves host a Lombardi Trophy Super Bowl parade in Buffalo this year. So, Montage, happy new year, my friend. Go Bills. Happy new year. All happy right, new year to you. Bills Mafia as well. And, uh, you know, just very thankful for a year full of blessings and uh, none better than uh, getting a, a tweet, seeing a tweet come across from you and uh, being able to kind of join you up here in the sit down. And uh, just one of my uh, all time favorite guys here. And, it's, and this brand is something that uh, is really special. So I appreciate everybody in the brand and uh, especially Dave and you for bringing me on here and uh, Bill's Mafia, most importantly. Go Bills, and Happy New Year, guys. Be safe, as he said. Yeah, and I want to say a quick shout-out to my father, Angelo Bamasudo, too. Love you, Dad, and uh, Happy New Year. Go Bills. Every single one of you, God bless. Be safe, be responsible, and Bills by a billion. As always, Mafia Montage. We'll see you guys here next week, Saturday, same time, right here. In Build the I Buffalo Network. Twitter. <laughs>